Hello, you're welcome again to my second episode here in Faith Comet Podcast Channel. I'm glad that you can join us. I want to ask that you invite others, your friends, loved ones, and even share this link. Invite someone, maybe someone who is yet to be saved, someone who is not born again, someone who does not understand heaven and hell, and many other topics we are going to look into. And someone you would need to be hearing the sound word of God. You can refer someone to be part of this, and I believe God will bless the person and also bless you for doing that. And uh, uh, let's just have a few time now and talk about a very short topic. Uh, I want to continue in that thread of four people uh, we looked at previous episode, but I want to continue in that same part in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16 in verse number 20, the Bible says, And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. I want you to not forget our previous topic was from this very chapter also. We are trying to see two different aspects of heaven and hell. So today I will be talking to you on this sub subject, on um, this sub subtopic on four people you will find in heaven. Four people you will find in heaven. Let's pray. I pray, Lord, that you bless this time. Thank you, Lord, for this privilege we have to go into your word. We know that your word is true. Sanctify our heart, cleanse us, that we may know the truth, and the truth will make us free. Those who are yet to come to you for salvation, those who are yet to know about their destination, their soul destination, I just pray that you would, oh God, help them to be certain about it, make the decision through these messages. Bless this time. Have your will. May I be vessel, instrument for you to use. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, four people you will find in heaven. Now, there are certain people, many people in heaven, I believe, millions of people dating back from Genesis till now. There are a lot of people who are in heaven. Uh, but, but just for a way of curiosity, you know, for us to have some you know, um, imagination of what kind of people are there, just like you want to think, what kind of, what, what kind of people are, in, are working in Asurok? What kind of people are working in the White House? What kind of people are, you know, are working with these so-called great men? You just want to know how life is there and what qualifies those people, what they are all about. as a matter of curiosity and imagination, which is another tool for helping us to understand and helping us to have interest in the things of God. Our imaginations can help us. And let's just imagine a few of these things. And also with Bible fact, it will help us to answer several questions. Maybe some questions you may have about heaven can be answered. If you have other questions, you can just ask, drop a comment. Maybe contact us if you have a link somehow to meet us. We'll be glad to answer your questions. But let's go on. Four people you will find in heaven. What are what kind of people are these? Here we see, first of all, there was a beggar who died. The Bible says he was carried by an angel 
by angels uh, into Abraham's bosom just to read the after effect of when he died. Where did he go? What happened after? Verse number 25, the Bible says, But Abraham said, Son, ye remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest the good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. So we see two aspects of heaven and hell. The place where Lazarus was, was a place of comfort. The place where uh, the rich man was, was a place of torment. The Bible says he even confessed that he was in a flame, burning in torment. He cried, begging for drink, a drop of water. So, uh, heaven is a place of comfort, a place of peace, a place of renewing, a place of joy, a place where God's presence is fully dwelled, a place where uh, there is no need for all these source that Lazarus had had, sickness will not be there, the, uh, the imbalance of life, the the, the needs and uh, the struggles of life and suffering of life, uh, Lazarus could not afford basic amenities. Uh, all he had was sores all over his body, begging for crumbs. All he had as companion and relatives and friends was dogs coming to lick his soul. So heaven is a place of comfort, fellowship, a place of joy, a place of fulfillment, a place of, of abundant supply. Everything you need will be there. A place where everything you have wished for. So in fact, it is known as paradise. Now, the very chapter Jesus used in Luke chapter 16, this very story, uh, it, it shows the time frame of God's plan. At that time, heaven, nobody, whether it was the Old Testament sense that we are saved, born again, children of God from the Old Testament, dating back from Genesis till now, till that time, uh, all those who were saved, who believed in Jesus, who were God's faithful, righteous people, they did not go to heaven. They had a place in a separate compartment in hell known as Hades. There were two compartments. One was a place of comfort. The other was a place of torment. And now, when Jesus died, it was it was pacified. The payment for sin was completely adjudicated and it was passed, justified that all sense believers from henceforth from thence will be in heaven because of the sacrifice of Jesus was a perpetual sacrifice his blood efficacy of his blood uh, his blood washes away sins of past present future so there was no need he died once his blood was shed once for all sins for all mankind so Jesus dying and paid the price for sin on the cross of Calvary, dying, buried, and rose again the third day, pacified, justified, cleansed, finished, as he said on the cross of Calvary, the payment, and anything that will hinder believers from entering into heaven was completely pacified and satisfied by the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So all saints, believers, even from now, that trust in Jesus and are saved, Will see themselves in heaven after this life or when Jesus comes again during the rapture. Now we see number one person you will find in heaven is a certain beggar. Now, why did God allow a beggar in Abraham's bosom 
of comfort and letting the rich man in a place of torment. Well, I believe this rich man had some things wrong that you and I can look at. First of all, he had pride. He had a sin of the heart. He did not do things like God wants us to do. He did not see others as he saw himself. He had this loftiness, this lifestyle of pleasure, riotous living. Uh, he enjoyed life forgetting the others who were in need. And not just that, I believe this rich man was full of himself, was selfish. He didn't care about God or the things of God. Well, it's not in the Bible, but I think so. I believe that will be true. But what made Lazarus to be in heaven or Abraham bosom is as simple as John 3.16 or John 3.18. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever have riches, honor, good clothing, food, sumptuous food, position in life, all the great things, luxury in life. No, whosoever believeth should not perish but have everlasting. I believe it has to do with the heart of Lazarus. I believe Abraham, uh, uh, Lazarus' heart was trusting, keenly trusting in Jesus. The Bible says in John 3, 18, the Bible says, he that believeth is not condemned. And what happened with this rich man? He had no time for God. He cared about himself. He had no time for his, 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 his death. He didn't care what, where he would go. Life was sweet. He didn't care about spiritual and heavenly things. He didn't care about his soul's destination. And you too. Now let me ask you, if you were to die today, where would you go to? Have you cared? Have you thought about hell and heaven? Have you tried to settle that issue? You can settle it today. It's all simple. The Bible says, if you believe from your heart. Yes, it's as simple as that, but not simple. You know, you have to totally trust in Jesus. Leave in everything. Coming to Jesus, knowing that I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Knowing that your sin has broken God's command. And for that purpose, you deserve God's punishment. And going to God and pleading for him to forgive. And he will forgive because the payment for that forgiveness was paid. Knowing you will be part of it. And also paying because God loves you and does not want you to go to hell. And he's free. Bible says for the wages of sin is dead, but the gift is a gift God wants to give you. All you have to do is have a sincere heart, go to God in prayer and ask him to save you and give you that gift of eternal life. You see, number one, a certain beggar. Four people you'll find in heaven. Number two, the other male factor, what the Bible calls in the book of Mark 15, verse 27, thieves. There were two thieves that was crucified with Jesus, one on the left, the other on the right. The Bible told us the story of everything that happened in the book of Luke chapter 23. In Luke chapter 23, the Bible gives us the account of these thieves on the cross being crucified with Jesus. What a great privilege for this thief. At the end of his life, he's finding the need right there. Although they were all being crucified, one was dying a righteous death. For the unrighteous one was dying in place for you and i those other thieves two two male factors that were crucified alongside jesus hung on the cross were dying for their own deeds you and i deserve to die for our sins we have sinned no doubt we cannot say no 
we have seen. The Bible says, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the old mongers, the murderers, the, talk, the sorcerers, and the idolaters, and all liars. You and I have broken your command. What God says we should not do, we have done it repeatedly, often. It is even, for some, a normal thing to do. And to God, God is righteous and just. He will recompense, he will pay, he will judge every sinful deed. For if he does not, he will not be a just and a righteous God. He is a holy God and will judge sin. And so you and I deserve to die for our sins, for the wages of sin is death. One sin is enough, just like the thief on the cross. They were being crucified for their crime, their wicked crime against humanity, against the society, and against God also. We deserve the wages of our sin. But there's something about these thieves, these people, these two men that was crucified alongside Jesus. In Luke chapter 23, verse number 29, the Bible says, And one of the male factors which were hanged rallied on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. Verse number 42. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. So where is Jesus as we speak? As you hear me, where is Jesus today? In paradise or in heaven where God's throne is, where God's presence physically dwells, where the angels sing glory, glory to the name of the Lord, where God sits in his heavenly throne. The Bible says the earth is his footstool. Heaven is the house or the temple where God dwells. And there Jesus is and there the thief Jesus promised will be with him. Now, a thief is in heaven, whereas pastors, prophets, men of God, Jews, will be disappointed that day they will see themselves in hell. Jesus will profess to them, I never knew you. Why will a thief, what happened? What was the, why didn't Jesus reject this offer of letting a criminal, a thief, into paradise or heaven? It's because, like I said, salvation, to be born again, to be a child of God, it's not about the outward, it's about your heart. The Bible says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And let me point out some few things about this thief. His confession is important to us. What was his confession here? Number one, he agreed he was guilty. Do you agree you deserve the punishment, the payment for your sins? If God was to judge you as, we, as you hear me right now, where do you suppose you will be? Well, I believe you know the answer. Secondly, in the confession of this thief on the cross, he accepted his punishment. Not that I'm guilty, but he also accepted that the way in the manner by which justice was passed to him being crucified on the cross was a due, was important, was a just and fair judgment. Do you know hell is a just, fair judgment for whoever finds himself there? Yes, we deserve even worse. Secondly, this 
thief's confession. Uh, the third is that he adjured the Savior. The word adjured means to entreat like an advocate, like a counselor adjured a judge to, 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 to want to plead, to, to stress, employ, beg, pray, to ask honestly, sincerely a request for something. And this thief on the cross requested the kingdom of heaven. Remember me when thy cometh in thy kingdom. Would you like Jesus to answer your request? The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why don't you like the thief on the cross call? Adjured, plead, beg, and ask God and entreat him from your heart sincerely and say I know I deserve what I have received even I deserve hell but today I want you to have mercy the Bible says in Titus 3 5 not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us according to what his mercy not according to our works not according to our righteousness, not according to the deeds that we can do, not according to the good things we may think that that day we will show to God and say, look at the things we were able to do. And please, uh, there are many good things and there are little bit not much bad things. So please, you know, let me into heaven because I did all this, you know, it's not about our deeds, for our, our deeds are evil. The Bible says, in fact, book of Isaiah, that our righteousnesses are as futile rags before God. So what can we give that can equal God's righteousness? We are not perfect. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are not righteous enough to meet God's standard. We cannot pacify or satisfy God's demand when it comes to doing the right thing. We do the right thing today and then we find ourselves doing something wrong. So we cannot keep the commandment perfectly and so this thief on the cross has realized his failure is is helpless is, is hopeless by his lifestyle whether you're pastor or not just like this thief we deserve god's judgment and payment we have sinned we cannot uh, we cannot be able to repay or even restitute anything that would outweigh our sin. Sin is sin, whether smoke, and it must be paid by debt and going to hell. We thank the Lord that He paid. Like He said on the cross, it is finished. I believe this thief understood that statement was powerful. It was based, is a statement that a judge tells, uh, gives a judgment from the judge, ruling that yes, he is guilty, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, he has been justified cleared innocent from every harm or the offense offense of the law we see first of all that there was a certain beggar in heaven secondly we see a thief in heaven in paradise with jesus third fishermen the bible tells us in the book of luke chapter 10 luke chapter 10 verse number 18 the bible says and he said unto them i beheld satan as lightning fall from heaven Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. Don't rejoice in all these things. You are able to cast out demons, Satan is subject, you're doing great powerful wonders in the sight of men. 
Jesus said, in all of this, that's not so much important. Notwithstanding is good, but there's something that is more rather important than these things. In verse number 20, it says that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. These were fishermen. They had nothing. Book of Acts chapter 4 verse 13. The, 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 the testimony of those who heard Peter preach, they said they were unlearned. To be unlearned means they had no formal education. They were what you would liken today, illiterates, unlettered. No one taught them formal writing and reading. They were fishermen. They were nobody in the society. Also, in that Acts chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says they were ignorant according to the testimony of the people. These people were not so much the most important in the society, first-class people. They were commonly commoners in the society. The Bible says they were ignorant. To be ignorant means to be compared to being idiot, you know, rude, unethic, you know, with no respect. But their names were written in the book of heaven book of life is your name in the book of life how can you have your name in the book of life let's go back to the same fact john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever go to church that whosoever fast and pray that whosoever live his own righteous life that whosoever is 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 able to live a a sinless life is it is is totally scam and and disappointing that many people believe that they can do such. They can keep the commandment perfectly. Well, you and I know it's just a, a make-believe. It's, it's sham. It's a scam. It's 419 for you to believe that you can keep God's commandment perfectly. The truth is that you and I cannot be perfect. You and I cannot. That's why the Bible says that whosoever, whosoever, believe it. Believe it. Yes, believe it. How, does, how can one believe from your heart? The Bible says in, John, in Romans 10 verse 9, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. It's the same power as the law written, written, that whosoever does this will be punished the same way God's promise that if you believe is written is a law that you will not perish. Why? Because you have relied, trusted, depend on Christ and not on anything. Jesus turning to his disciples in John chapter 14 verse 6, he said to them, I am the way, your pastor, my pastor, my church, your church. Your goodness, your righteousness cannot save you. The only way to heaven is Jesus. His person, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his offer, his blood. Everything about Jesus are the reason and the person that can save you. It, there's nothing in you, yourself, or you can do that can save you. I am the way, the truth. There's no truth about us. I tell you the, tr uh, tell you the truth, of course. <laughs> there's no truth, so much truth. There are some truth, but... In the holistic way, we don't have truth. There are some lies in us. There are some infirmities in us. There are some impurity in us. There are some stains in us. There are some uh, dark spots in our life. 
And only the righteousness of God that comes by faith, only the blood of Jesus Christ can wash away those spots and make it clean and whole and white and clean as snow. That is when whosoever you believe should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, a certain beggar is in heaven. Yes, a certain or a thief that was crucified with Jesus, one of the thieves, is in heaven. Yes, fishermen are in heaven. Then who else? Number four. The Bible says in John 3, 16, whosoever. It doesn't give us a profound name. It doesn't give us a category or qualification or title. It said anyone, anybody, whosoever believeth, whosoever believeth. Do you believe? Can you today, from your heart, decide to be a who that believes? Not a who that does not believe. John 3, 18, he that believeth is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. I tell you the truth, no matter what you do, no matter how good you are, the church you go to, the good things you have been able to uphold or do, the kind of righteousness as a person you have been able to keep, the law you have been able to keep, how people see you, the title, G.O., pastor, whatever title you have. Let me tell you the truth. You cannot be saved by those things. Because the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. Should I say that again? Not of yourselves. Salvation is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man, any human being, should boast. God doesn't want boasters in heaven. He wants humble people like Lazarus. He wants humble people like the thief on the cross. He wants humble people like whosoever with no title or background or, or riches or honor. And that's the key to salvation. A heart that is humble, that will go down on his knees, on our knees, say, Lord Jesus, I have sinned. There's no good in me. Today, come into my heart. Wash away my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me my sins. Save me today. Give me your promise. Give me that your assurance that he that had the son had life and he that had not the son of God had not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life. Do you know where you go if you die today? I know. You know why? It's not because I'm perfect or good. I don't see myself as a perfect human being. I try my best. My best is not enough to meet up perfection. I am still come short of God's demand and God's standard. I have failed. But you see, I humbled myself in 2009. And I say, Lord Jesus, I know I cannot save myself. Let me not be fooling myself. There's no way I've been able to uphold perfection. I have failed. And today I want to rely and totally trust in Jesus, in Jesus Christ as my Savior. Please save me. Make me your child today. Take me to heaven when you come again. I'm sorry. And I'm trusting on you. The Bible says, He that had the Son had life. That day, I knew the kind of life I had. Not some temporary life eternal, everlasting life. You can have it today. 
Bible says in Romans 10 verse 13, for whosoever, any whosoever that called. You see, on the cross that day, it was one, only one, that actually received the offer Jesus was giving all man on the cross. His life, his pain, his, his suffering, his blood, his body, everything was given for our sins that we might receive forgiveness and life everlasting. Only one thief on the cross could receive that gift. There are many people today in hell, not because they are sinners or that they are so, it's because they have not been able or they cannot wholly trust Jesus from their heart and receive that gift of eternal life. You can do that today and not end up in hell. Hell is a place of torment. Heaven is a place of comfort. Choose you this day where you will spend your eternity. I rather you choose heaven. God wants you to choose heaven. And that's the reason I brought this message to you. I want you to be part of those we will find in heaven that day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I pray that you help many, that those who have heard this presentation, this word of God, that they would make decision. Maybe you'd like to make that decision today. Just say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I trust you today as my sin. I'm sorry for my sins. Please save me. Please change my heart. Give me everlasting life. Write my name in the book of life. I now trust you completely from my heart as my Savior. I'm not relying or trusting on anything but on you, Jesus. Please save me and keep your promise and help me to live a life that will glorify you in Jesus' name. If you have said that prayer, I'm very glad with you. You can leave a comment. Try to reach us. We are glad. We are willing to rejoice with you. And we can help you grow as a Christian, as a child of God. Who knows where you will go to 100% because God keeps his promise. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God will never fail. Thanks for listening. And may you be blessed. Thank you so much. And one day you will find out that you and I, if you have said that prayer according to God's promise, be in heaven. Thank you so much for this time you've sacrifice to the sea and your Wi-Fi or data you've used to listen I'm very glad I pray that you find a way to come and fellowship with us may God bless you as you find the church Pothakot Independent Baptist Church here in River State you just find it we're on Facebook Pothakot Independent Baptist Church Nigeria on Facebook you can follow us on Facebook you can reach me on my contact and may you be blessed and thanks so much for listening.